you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Back Row Movie News. It's another solo episode for this guy. Two thumbs, still. Uh, we're going back into my Alien Legacy series. I'm talking about aliens here. And I'm going to tell you you know, how, how much I like it, how much I don't, and how it compares to Alien. So uh, just get ready. Get ready for that, man. Right here on Back Row Movie News. Welcome to the best seat in the house, everybody. I'm Chase Kupo. And now before I start, just if you're new to this channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button down below and give this video a like and a share. Please and thank you. All right, so just to hop straight into it here. To hop straight into it here. Uh, the best way to go about a sequel is to do what Aliens did. Uh, it's They just take off into a whole new genre, man. Uh, Jimmy Cameron and his team did the necessary work to sort of fit into the universe that Alien created and respect a great movie. But then they made it into a whole new beast. It took the, th it took the themes of a motherhood, you know, feminism, and the character of Ripley, and turned her into a and Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver as well. Turned her into a like an icon of cinema. They did they did fucking great, man. Yeah, we're just gonna slide through like I did last time. Go through the score, the characters, just some of the major sort of cliche beats to talk about. Uh, starting off with the score, still, it's 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 not as good as Alien. I don't think any scores are going to be good as Alien. It's one of my favorite of all time because it's super great. But uh, let's see, James Horner, he he did pretty well, you know. Uh, he fits he fits what uh, James Cameron set up. You know, it's uh, real militaristic. It's sort of uh, uh, cold and industrial. So he's got a lot of drums in the track, and it just it feels good, you know. It feels so good. <laughs> uh, James Horner, I think he he's done some Jurassic Park scores. You know, so he he's been around. I like what he did. And actually, there's some. What's your problem? There's a. There's some actually like historic, like great motifs and themes, like real recognizable stuff. Uh, the spike, like when Hicks looks through the ceiling and sees all the aliens crawling towards him, that's pretty. That's a classic. The opening title, it's 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 a good score, man. They're all good scores, Bron. <clears throat> I guess that does it for the score. We're gonna slide into the characters here. The important part of this movie, actually. So the sequel picked up where picked up where Alien left off in terms of good characters, and then it took a ramp on the great character freeway and just pew into history, baby. It, it was gone. Ripley was more of a badass. She proved that she could be the mother of a child in the midst of a war, and made up for missing out on her own, own daughter's life. Unfortunately, uh, Hicks he was a quiet and compassionate leader, but he, he was always ready for action. And those are just two of many. And it's it's kind of a real testament to this film that. Everybody had a real distinct and kind of developed personality. Uh, you know, like the main six or seven people that were on screen most of the time. Because there, there was a whole, I can't remember how big their team was, probably 12, 13 people. And in the first, you know, half hour, half of them were gone, so they didn't get developed. But the interaction between all of them felt organic and natural. It was even better than Alien. I think the cast did amazing in Alien, making it feel real with a, you know, cardboard script. But the Aliens was much better in that way. Uh, James Cameron, he, he seems more... He's more... 
his filmmaking is more warm than Ridley Scott's. So that's that's where it comes from. So the fact that they that Cameron and you know who's working on the script, they made it they made us feel for these characters even when we just met them and then boom, dead. So I like it, man. It's it's impressive to do. You you rarely see that today in movies. And uh, speaking of characters, why don't we talk about the script and the plot and the pacing of the movie? Uh, so the story, it's very good. All right, moving on. No, 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 but really. I think Aliens is actually... I've only seen the special edition. Uh, that was in the you know collection I got before. So I never had to experience the theatrical, theatrical version, which people said is much worse, apparently. But I thought the special edition was... It's pretty perfect, like, sort of pacing and lengthwise. It doesn't feel too long. The movie has a real nice evolution of, like, how it feels. You know, from the beginning is real different from the ends. And I think it works like that. Sorry. <laughs> and I think it works well that way. But the problem I have is that it, uh, it's almost, it feels like a copy of the first plot. But, like, the loose structure of it, the basic idea. Almost like Force Awakens level to, to A New Hope. I mean, it's it's just people hear distress signal, basically. They go back to LV-426. They fight the aliens. Uh, Ripley is the last one standing for, basically. And then she's got to face off. I mean, they have... And, like, the literally the third act is... Except that the queen is... You know, the queen is bigger than the first alien in the first movie. And it's more action-packed. The Like, the last... 15, 20 minutes of the movie feels like a, a carbon copy somehow of Alien. I mean, it's whatever. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But still, it's they, they could have done a little bit better. But then again, I it works at the same time because they made it, it feels like a whole new movie even though that's the same. You know, like I said, they just, they took it from horror sci-fi and they went to like sci-fi action. And they, they, uh, they had it in a totally different frame of mind. Scott feels like it's uh, taken on some more, uh, more sort of like liberal and left ideas, and and then Cameron he's drawn from uh, parallels to the Vietnam War. He's talk, he's talking about you know there's gun rights issues. Sigourney Weaver's not a big fan of gun rights, so that was a thing during the production. So it's just it was nice and different. And uh, speaking of being different, the genre and the tone that sci-fi action horror mix, and I think. Jim Jimmy Cameron deserves a little more credit than I or a lot of people give him for making the movie as scary as he did. It's probably not alien level, which isn't even saying much. None of these movies are really scary. But he didn't just take the action in sci-fi and make it some cheesy spin-off. He built that tension up and like I said, since we cared about the characters a little bit more than in Alien, that probably helped. But he took the time to build the tension. He had some jump scares and it, it was good. It's it's good filmmaking, it's, you know, with attention. Cameron, he has a knack for atmosphere, which is uh, important in horror, as I've said before in my Annabelle 3 video. Check it out. It's interesting how the aliens are, they're pretty scary. They're presented scarily in this movie, like the first scene we see them, just taking everybody out in the nest. That's actually pretty frightening. But uh, he went, he definitely made them less intimidating. It's kind of started the fall. It turned them into a, a shooting gallery, really. Because he changed, he had to change the skull design. I think the first alien, that's that's like the alien, that's the, that iconic design. I think it works perfectly. But in Aliens, he had to change the design because he need to needed to have multiple in the picture, and he needed to make it uh, viable for the stuntmen 
to run around in these suits. And I think, I don't know if it was early in filming or just in like pre-production tests, they tried to keep the dome, that clear dome that showed the skull, they tried to keep that on there, but it kept breaking and it, it wasn't, you know, they couldn't move around as much. So they went with the, uh, they removed that dome and they just had like the spiked skull head, which it looks all right, but it looks much cheaper to me. And uh, he reduced them. A lot of people say he reduced them to bugs because he introduced the the hive concept and with a queen. So it's uh, – I kind of get mad sometimes because it feels like he's fucking soiling it. He's taking like some you know, ancient crazy single alien beast that could build up a hive on its own and take out a whole crew just easy peasy sneaking around. And he turned them into you know, just bees or something. <laughs> bees? But it's that's a minor complaint because the movie's so good and it works. And then it also set up uh, a lot. It set up the fact that we got like a different version of the aliens in every movie and all these books and comics. So I think it was a, kind of a good thing to start. It's a it's a blessing and a cursing. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, but not just the creature design. The set design I thought was – it was good. Like I said, it had an even – it was even colder and more uh, industrial than Alien, which they really focused on. Like, the set is sort of thought of as a character in Alien to some people. There's some great videos and articles on that. You can find them on the Google it. But uh, this one, it was uh, they really focused on a lot of blues and earthy tones. Just a slight shift over from what Alien was doing. And it fit in, like I said, with that more militaristic style, the corporation. There was more focus on like a big greedy corporation or the government hanging over everything. So I think the set design, it's nice that these movies are so versatile. I think the uh, the atmospheric processor, that's, that's one of the most recognizable sets in uh, cinema history. And the shots of uh, uh, Ripley and Newt and the team outside after the ship, the dropship fall, you know, f- slams into one part of the processor and blows up. There's some, once again, man, this movie, it's got a lot of iconic moments. It's nice to have two movies in a franchise that are just absolutely ingrained in cinema history. And uh, I think the Alien Queen, outstanding. It's actually a frightening thing. Like I said, it sort of uh, belittles the original, but that's fine, man. It can work together. It doesn't have to be black and white like that. There's some gray area going on. But the Alien Queen was badass. They made it look great. I love the... Uh, the crown, basically, if you want to call it. And it was cool because that was a puppet. That was actually like some giant-ass puppet that they were working on set. And uh, the end battle, once again, another iconic you know, scene and sequence in cinema history. Uh, they had some good effects. Ne- definitely with Alien and Aliens, it was nice because those movies, uh, they were the, the first, first two in the franchise and probably the best when it the best when it comes to effects, you know, withstanding them over time. Alien 3 and Resurrection didn't age that well because they were trying some different things with CGI and uh, new new techniques. But Alien and Aliens, they were working on the old school ways. So stuff, when the battles with the Queen, the space, the sh- shots of the ship in space, it all looks outstanding, whether it's now or back then. So I think they deserve a lot of credit for crafting something that's timeless in a lot of ways, whether it's a story, uh the action, the set design, the creature design. It's going to be a movie that lasts forever, I think. And uh, to sort of start closing this out, just to compare it to uh, to Alien, it's I'm never going to think it's as good or as enjoyable as Alien. Fucking nothing's going to get to that level, basically. But it's it did the impossible task that sequels face. You have to, you, you have to try not to tread completely on the original, 
but it didn't fail in trying to be its be its own thing. It took the horror and mixed it with an equal amount of action. It took a single frightening xenomorph and it turned it into a, like a swarming hive of nightmares. They made them sort of scary. And it took a movie and actually made it into a franchise. I think if aliens bombed, we would. I wouldn't. What would I be if aliens bombed? I'd be throwing nothing right now. But uh, it's all and it's all for the better. I think even with its pros and cons, Aliens was. It's a really really good movie, and I'm glad it exists. You know, I'm never going to love it as much as I do Alien, but so much of what we see in some of the best sci-fi work ever. It's some of the best sci-fi work ever, and overall an awesome ride. And once again, I'm going to say, it, it's a great movie. Well, that about wraps it up for today, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you give this video a like and a share. You can go ahead and drop a comment below, whether it's about anything I talked about today or something you want to bring to the discussion. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at MacroOfficial, and follow those pages oh, Sorry, follow those pages for, up, uh, for updates on upcoming videos coming to you guys. Uh, once again, thank you guys for watching. I appreciate your uh, your support on my love of the Conjuring franchise and the Alien franchise. You can check out our reviews of Christopher Robin and The Meg. And there's going to be another episode out probably before this one. So make sure you tune in there. Yeah, subscribe, like I said. Hit the bell in the corner for notifications. This is Koopa signing off. <laughs>